Good morning, and welcome to episode 492 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast featuring me and Ben from Grantland and Baseball Perspective. Still working on that. Yeah, uh, I think you got our you got our affiliations backwards there. Um, I'm the one from Grantland. You're the one uh-huh. from Baseball Perspective. Yeah, I was saying that the, the two of us collectively... Mm-hmm represent the two of those organizations collectively we will we'll workshop some intros uh we're of course uh, sponsored by the play index at baseball reference um a site that we both love no matter who we're representing we are both big fans of the site as well as the tool itself Uh, so uh that's our sponsor ben how are you doing okay uh good so i wanted to uh uh, correct something I said yesterday mm. uh, when we were talking about the fella who caught a baseball thrown from the Washington Monument. Uh, I insinuated that he uh, might have died. <laughs> was that a serious insu- insinuation? I took that no, to be humor. It, it wasn't a serious insinuation. Although I do, I, I I thought that he had been maybe. I feel like I've heard of one of these stunts that ended in injury, like it mm-hmm. broke his hand or something like that. And maybe it did break his hand. Maybe it broke this guy's hand. I don't think it did. The, the reference that somebody sent me uh, about this feat, which was uh, accomplished by Gabby Street in um, 1908, uh, does not mention anything breaking at all. Uh, but I thought I would just uh, flesh that out briefly. Uh, so Gabby Street is the guy who did it. Um, although while he's the one that everybody has heard of doing it, uh, he is actually not the first person to have done it. Uh, 14 years earlier, a fellow named Pop Shriver, uh, did the same thing. Um, 555 foot drop, uh, by his teammate, Clark Griffith. Uh, and there's also an, a couple of other stories that are sometimes, uh, lumped into the genre. Um, and you may have heard of one of them or, or only one of them or all of them. Uh, but, uh, there was uh, one incident when Isn't there a plane. There was a plane drop, wasn't there? There is. I mean, that's what I'm oh, actually okay. exactly what I'm about to to say. There, there cool. are two, a couple of plane drops. So uh, one is 1915, which is uh, what seven years after the Washington Monument uh, episode, uh, or maybe nine years. I forget what I said. Um, uh, Wilbert Uncle Robbie Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, who was a catcher at the time, became a Hall of Fame manager. Um, uh, uh, arranged to catch a baseball dropped from a passing airplane uh, in the uh, near in Florida at spring training, mm-hmm. um, and according to the story, uh, the pilot whose name was Ruth Law, a famed aviator, uh, was flying overhead. Realized she had forgotten the baseball, which was her only job. Uh, so she, according to the story, uh, instead grabbed a grapefruit. Hmm. And dropped the grapefruit. He caught it. The grapefruit sprayed all over his face and injured him. Um, the last airplane story is that the New York Times reported that Babe Ruth had matched the airplane feet, although I think his airplane was only like 250 or 300 feet uh, up. And there's a picture of it and everything, mm-hmm. but. Uh, 
a lot of I think a lot of Babe Ruth stories <laughs> from the time, even at the time, were apocryphal. Yes, were, I was, uh, was going to say that I would like to see a picture of the grapefruit incident, or preferably a video, uh-huh. of, if I were to believe that one fully. <laughs> I don't, I cannot provide No. that I could draw it for you, would that count? <laughs> sure, do, do uh, something in MS Paint, send anyway, it over. So Babe Ruth, uh, according to the Times account, uh, caught a baseball from a plane uh, 300 feet up, took seven attempts, and according to the Times, quote, established another world record, which is not true. <laughs> um, that part is certainly not true. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's the highest plane, but of course the Washington <laughs> Monument is much taller. Um, so yeah, uh, real things. It seems like the time is ripe to bring this back, right? I mean... It's been, you know, close to a, a century, it seems like at this point, maybe we, the world is ready to see it again. Yeah. How high do you think a pop-up goes? A mm. hundred feet? Hmm. Only, huh? I don't know. Someone will write in and tell us. Yeah, it's the easiest thing in the world for somebody who's not us <laughs> to do. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's seven second pop-ups, so somebody can do it in their head. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, so now let me switch this around and get to this and get to the topic of the day. Uh, all right. The topic of the day, Ben. Okay. Uh, do you remember about eight days into the season when we talked about, uh, trends in the season so far, league wide trends and whether yes. they were real or, or just illusions? Like uh, it was yesterday. So I thought we would go over those and see which ones stuck. Good idea. So I, I I went back and listened to that. I recorded um, uh, the the things that we had noted were new that year. This was yeah, this was like eight or nine days in. Uh, so there were obvious sample size issues, but also eight or nine days is like um, you know a couple hundred games. Mm-hmm. So it's not nothing. Uh, at least it's a couple hundred games if you count each game as two games, two events. Uh, the hitting, the you know, the home team and the road team, and I also recorded what you said at the oh, time. I was hoping you had not recorded that part, I unless did. I turned out to be right. But yeah, I mean, you're smart. People like you, so <laughs> yeah, they do now. We'll see if they still do after you tell me what I said. All right, so we'll start with uh, home runs. Uh, I'll quote. I'll sort of semi quote myself. Home runs were way down. They're way down from last year. Uh, last year being 2013. Last year, in 2013, there were 0.96 home runs per game. Uh, through April, it was, or through eight days of April, I'm just going to say through April from now on, so everybody knows that. Right. So it was 0.85, which was the lowest rate since 1993. Uh, you noted that home, you know, balls don't travel as well in the cold weather, and home runs often start slow. We went back and forth on that a little bit, and then you ultimately concluded uh, that you were blaming April, Mm-hmm. I, I will quote you here. I'm going to say small sample, not just small sample, but early April sample. So both small sample and contributing factor. It's taken out of context. Uh, and then uh, I asked you whether you felt the same about runs, total bases, and OPS, which were also down from the previous year, and you said yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's remember some numbers. 0.96 uh, was the previous year. Uh, 0.85 was the um uh at the time was the home run rate which was the lowest since actually 1992 i said 93 but since 1992 um and since then 
Homans have been up somewhat, but they have not nearly regressed to what they they were at. It's now at 0.89 for the mm-hmm. season. Uh, 0.89 for the season would also be the lowest since well, it would match 1993. So we have the ho- lowest home run rate uh, in more than 20 years. And as we noted at the time, even though we all know that offense has gone down from the offensive heyday, uh, home runs have have held a lot of a lot of the their ground. Home runs even in the pitching-friendly seasons of 2012 and 2013, were way up compared to you know the 80s and the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. Um, so, uh, in fact, though, home runs have reverted to, strangely, to the pre-home run era, hmm. which is, I guess, interesting. Now, uh, of course, we're still, uh, you know, some por- a larger portion of the season right now is, is early season than will ultimately be. So it could regress further and could get up to, you know, if it gets to 0.94, that would be the same as 2011. So that would take it out of uh, outlier range. Mm-hmm. Uh, but home runs are still down. Do so you have it? I'm not, I guess I'm not demanding you say anything, <laughs> but if you want to, you may, but I, I didn't prepare you for this. And... So, so this is home runs per game, right? Is there any possibility that, that maybe that is not the most accurate way to determine because there are home fewer, run rate. Because there, there are fewer plate appearances in a low yes, scoring game. Yes, because on base percentage is down slightly. Yeah. Well, not let me tell you much. that. I can answer that for <laughs> you. Okay, please. This do. year there have been 38.02 plate appearances per game, uh-huh. and last year there were 38.02 plate appearances per game, exactly uh-huh. the same. Uh-huh. And okay, in 2012, then. in 2012 there were actually 37.9 plate appearances per game, uh, so f- slightly fewer. And in 2012, just two years ago, two very short years ago, and and I just want to, I'll just quickly interrupt to say that a lot of times when we will note a weird thing about this season uh, and we start positing hypotheses, it's easy to try to think about the long-term trends and go, oh, what has changed in the last 20 years? But these are specifically phenomena phenomena that were different from last year, too. So there's, there's been a jag, so to speak, in the stats. Um, so just to, you know, 2012, uh, to now two years, uh, has, has been a big change. And so then you have to start thinking, well, what has changed in just two years? Mm-hmm. Well, I, is it possible that, could we possibly get the first half, second half splits from last year? Maybe, yeah, or sure. at least the, at least the, the rate of some sort. Cause I'm, I mean, it does seem like. So home run rate has been up since we discussed it, obviously, and I wouldn't, I would expect it to be higher at the end of the year than it is now, since, since we still have most of the regular season cold weather behind us as opposed to ahead of us. I would expect it to go up, but maybe, maybe at this point, it it might be deep enough into the season that we could say that it will not get. To where it was last year or to where it has been recently but i would still be interested to know what it was say at the all-star break last year i happen to have that in front of me Excellent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even I, pause for you to look that up that's amazing ben don't lie to the people <laughs> uh so uh yeah so uh, in fact home runs last year um in the first half uh were about one per game so they actually ended up being higher in the first half than they were in the second half. Home runs in the first half in 2012, 1.01. Um, it's 
you know, generally been around one. Uh, I will note that 2011, uh, which is the one year that's been lower than the rest uh, in recent history in the last 20 years, uh, was just slightly, slightly higher, like two uh, hundredths, uh, two thousandths of a home run per game higher mm-hmm. in the first half. So that and they that ended up being the um, that that ended up being the lowest uh, in recent history, but it was at point nine four home runs per game, uh, which, as I noted, is within you know within closing distance for mm-hmm. 2014. Okay, so then I guess that we can say that this is an aberration. It is yes, mm-hmm. uh, and just to uh, just to note, uh, runs are also down, although not very much from last year. Uh, last year was a, a big drop, and then. Uh, this year is just a, a tiny drop. Uh, what else did I say? Total bases per game is also the lowest, and OPS is also the lowest since uh, '93. But none of those will surprise you. We we all know that offense is down, and it's you know down ever so slightly from last year. Even all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So now I'm going to switch to pitching uh, because strikeouts were up. Obviously, strikeouts were going to be up. Strikeouts are always up, but as we noted. Uh, we were seeing a huge jump, and every so often there's a huge jump. There's been steady growth for years, but um, every couple, you know, every few years there's there's a, a real significant jump. So it had gone from 7.5 strikeouts per game to eight strikeouts per game, um, and that uh, you said uh, that you would have guessed that strikeouts would be lower in April as far as seasons would affect things, and so you were surprised. Uh, we discovered that April strikeout rates are actually uh, very indicative, extremely closely uh, correlated to season strikeout rates. So there actually doesn't seem to be a real April seasonal effect on league-wide strikeout rates. Um, and so for that reason, you were inclined to believe it uh, and that this was actually a real jump. Um, and it has gone, it, it has continued to be higher than last year and therefore higher than any year ever. But the jump is not that big. It's it's seven point seven strikeouts per mm-hmm. nine or per not per nine but per game. Um, so that's not a uh, that that's kind of in the middle. It yeah. went up kind of like we predicted. It didn't turn out. To, this is not a freak show year. It's just the same slow and steady climb that we've gotten used to. As I recall, I think we noted that it could have been because we were doing it just after each team's number one starter had pitched. And so it could have been that that there had been a, a better than average distribution of pitchers to that early point in the season. Yeah, um, good so, point. So maybe that had something to do with it. Yep, maybe it did. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, and now we're into slightly more frivolous uh, ones. Caught stealing. Well, this is only slightly more frivolous. Is I think this is legitimate. But caught stealings were way down. Quote, like, way down. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, as as I had as I noted, we had talked the previous year about stolen base attempts being down, and how mysterious it was that people weren't stealing bases. Suddenly, after years of uh, slow and steady growth upward in that category, uh, especially because they were so much more successful that they uh, you would think that if they were that successful, they would be stealing more, but they were not. And so la- this year, early on in the season, stolen base attempts were exactly the same. Uh, as in 2013, the low rate in 2013, exactly the same. However, the rate of success had changed dramatically uh, f- to the point that base stealers were stealing 
uh, were successful better than 80%, which is, you know, like has traditionally been a, an elite base stealing rate. Mm-hmm. The whole league was better than 80%. It had gone from 55% success, 21 unsuccess, to 61 and 15. Um, and so I'm going to look. That has actually um, essentially reverted completely. Oh, I should say, uh, you. I, well, now I've given it away, but let's see if you were right or wrong. Oh, first I'll give the results. So it's gone. It's reverted almost in, entirely. In fact, there are two hundredths of a successful stolen base more per game this year than last year. 5, 0.57 compared to 0.55, and the number of caught stealings is now back to exactly the rate of last year. 0.21, 0.21. So as with strikeouts, we've seen stolen base success rates going up steadily throughout history and mm-hmm. we still see a little slow and steady march there but it's not a dramatic leap forward uh, and stolen base attempts remain low but they are slightly higher than they were last year um, and uh, I, I think that's somewhat predictable I think last year was weird and just sort of freakish um, so you said uh, if it's real if it's real you said it could be that that teams aren't prioritizing catcher arms. They're more interested in receiving or game calling. It could be pitchers neglecting base runners. It could be runners are faster. You'll say there's something to it that it'll regress a little bit back toward established, uh, sorry, a little bit back, but not um, all the way to the established number before it. And I said, I'm going to guess it's all fluke. It'll regress all the way, or maybe last year might be a little lower than we should expect. So mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty much what happened. Mm-hmm. Rest all the way, and last year seems to be slightly lower than we should expect. Mm. Uh, all right, you, did you have something? Did you just inhale? Yeah, I'm just. I'm not liking what this says about my ability to predict full season trends from the first eight days of the season. Uh huh. Well, nobody is checking to make sure that I'm accurately recording what that's you true. said. Could be checked. It could be, but well, it could be checked right now, but. I could also very easily go in and delete that file. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you could. Do you know where it is? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure that you know where that is. <laughs> I do. It's on the server. I have to do that weird thing that we do with mm, photos. No, it's not there. It's somewhere completely different. Where are you hiding these, <laughs> these <laughs> we podcasts? We don't put the podcast on the VP server anymore because we don't want to break the VP server. See? Okay. See? I was right. You don't yeah. know where it is. I don't know where it's it out is. of your reach. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, ground ball double plays were way down, quote, shockingly down, <laughs> down by 20% lower than any year in recorded history. Uh, there were 0.63 ground ball double plays per game. Uh, you said, what could possibly have changed so much in one winter to make it go down? I would guess that there's not much to that. Hmm. Sounds like a good answer. Uh, and it has regressed to uh, basically totally normal levels. It's uh, I said it was at 0.63. The norm over the last five years has been 0.75, uh, and this it's now back up to 0.74. That's a relief. You nailed it. <laughs> got it. You got it. You got that the eight-day ground ball double play rate <laughs> was not indicative of a dramatic change in the way the game is played. That's why they pay me the big bucks. That's probably what caught Grantland's eye when I said that. 
I, uh, yeah, we did talk briefly about the possibility that that shifting might have something to do with it because right. players were out of position when they had to turn the double play, but we decided that, A, teams weren't shifting that much more than they were in 2013, and, B, how often does that really come into play? Uh, it seemed like an unlikely mm-hmm. new trend, and it was an unlikely new trend. So, huzzah, <laughs> ground ball double play lovers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going anywhere. Do you like the ground ball double play? Sure. I do, too. So, Michael Bowman and I, uh, well, Michael mostly, my, Michael's sort of obsessed with the aesthetics of different double plays, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we'll frequently talk about which double play is his favorite or least favorite. What's your favorite double play? Mm. I don't know. Maybe like a, a great catch combined with a great throw? No, 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 Ben. No, no. No, no. We're, first of all, we're, we're only limiting it to ground ball double plays. Oh, okay. And... And no freak show ones. No, no, like no, no, no guy gets no, no three unassisted. Then like a guy, the guy gets into a pickle. The guy running gets into you know. Then he throws to second, and the guy gets into pickles. So no, mm-hmm. no three six four five three six two seven ones. Uh-huh. None of those. Uh, I don't know. I guess I just like a a spectacular six four three, a flip and a and a bare hand grab and and a scoop on the first base end so your favorite double play is a six four three i'm not asking for the most exemplary example of the of the genre i, I just want to know yeah but that uh, i feel like that has the most potential for this, that outcome the six four three mm-hmm. all right i don't know that you're really getting this exercise but <laughs> are you thinking are you thinking like the one where the guy goes into the hole and then sort of turns on his on his back foot and then no, flings it necessarily like really up the middle more probably up the middle with like a behind the back flip to a bare hand yeah okay no well it's just that you're making it about a specific a specific instance of the Mm -hmm. play that you have in mind you're talking about the aesthetic ideal of us of uh, within your aesthetic ideal and we're i'm talking like you know six four three or four six three what do you prefer and are, so are you saying 6-4-3? Yes. Okay. I'm a fan. Uh, my favorite is is either the... My favorite is probably the 5-3, where the third baseman gets it, tags the bag, and then throws to first. Uh, or, or the 1-2-3. The I love the 1-2-3. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, Michael doesn't either. <laughs> no, I, I don't understand that one. <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> what, what, what is What's so great about that one? I mean, it's uh, the degree of difficulty. I mean, the, the catcher not, throw is no, impressive, it's, but it's not the degree of difficulty. It's the combination. It's the 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 shift in game situation is 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 more or less as as mm. big as you can get. It's the fact that the catcher is standing on a base that is not a base. Like I like that he's standing on a flat surface. But you can get a you could get a bases loaded six four three. Uh, you could, but unless it's one out, that's yeah. not as big of a change it, in it game could situation. Be. Could be half the time it is, but half the time it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also I just like the way that the catcher has to clear the throwing lane. I think that's a. Yeah. I always like to see a catcher clear the throwing lane. Like I like to see him. Do you, you know, like the the three six three? Three six three. Uh, if uh, no, three, I, three? I don't. I don't like any. Well, there's no such thing as a three four three. That would never happen. But there's a three six three and there's a three two three. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I generally don't like to see the first baseman. It makes me nervous to see the first baseman have to race back to the bag because I know how hard it is to find the bag without looking. Uh-huh. You know, when you're pawing around with, with your foot trying to find the bag. You don't like that, even though it's I, impressive. It's more difficult, but it makes me nervous. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, and last one. Wild pitches were way up. Uh, currently the highest rate in recorded history, 0.39 per game. The average for many years had been 0.33 or 0.34. Uh, we were surprised somewhat to, to notice that there actually have been a lot of different uh, ups and downs in wild pitch rates throughout history for entire decades. Uh, they've, uh, they've gone up or they've gone down uh, and not always correlated to overall offense. And uh, we didn't really have a reason for why that would be, why the 60s would be a more wild pitch era than the 70s and why the 80s would be less than the 90s and so on. Uh, but regardless, uh, wild pitches were at their highest rate in recorded history. Uh, you said April. I said not enough data. So two different answers, but it's the same. We were kind of, we both ruled the same thing, but for, uh, we won, you know, we had different precedents that we wanted mm-hmm. to establish with our uh, ruling. Um, and regardless, it is uh, completely back down to normal. Wild pitches are now at 0.35, which is slightly less than last year and just slightly higher than the like six year rolling average. Mm-hmm. So the only trend that really turned out to be significant was the decline in home run rate everything else just sort of maybe was directionally indicative but but not the magnitude yeah i think that's a uh, that's exactly right that's i guess that's probably what we what we should expect when looking at a trend after a week or so of the season yep probably Maybe, maybe we shouldn't do that show next week next year it was a fun show yeah, it was. <laughs> I like. I mean, what we we could do the show and simply, de- you know, decide that they're unlikely to be long-term trends. Yeah. I mean, Although that's what if, we do. We, if we, we do it we again, almost, almost <laughs> everything we talk about is is a something that there's not enough data to say that it's a real thing, but we're talking about it anyway, and then responsibly noting that there's probably not enough data to conclude it's a real thing. If we do do it again next year, I'm going to be extra conservative, though. Now that I know you'll be checking up on me in an even later show, I won't want to make any crazy pronouncements about April things continuing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that. But I mean, you say that as though you're beating the system, but that's <laughs> actually what you should be doing. Like, you should be striving to get it right, Ben. Is yeah, is you're right. were you previously not interested <laughs> in having saying things that were truthful? Yeah. You didn't know about it. would check on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's this sounds like you think it's a scam that you're pulling off, but it's actually just you doing kind of what everybody expects you to be trying to do in good faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've been unmasked here today. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, that's the end of uh, that topic. Okay. By the way, uh, did you see any of the home run derby? I I uh, saw a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw I saw Cespedes and I saw Puig and I saw Stanton's zero and I saw. I'm, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw nonstop. The whole thing, huh? The whole thing. For work or no? Because you're not working. Not not home run derby nonstop. The movie nonstop. The the modern <laughs> cinematic masterpiece. Oh. I'm off the clock this week, so I did I not see. watch the Home Run Derby. 
Um, but someone in the Facebook group, Scott Kramer, posted a list of the KBO All-Star events. The Korea Baseball Organization has its own All-Star game coming up yeah. next yeah. week, I guess. Better events, I know. Yeah, so they have a home run derby also, but they yeah. also have Bunt King yeah. and Perfect Pitcher. Mm-hmm. So would you be interested in either of these? There is there is a video online or multiple videos online. If you Google YouTube, either of those terms, you can watch Bunt King and Perfect Pitcher. So Perfect Pitcher is basically what we, is one of the skill composition competitions we talked about with Zachary. It's It's pitchers trying to hit targets, in this case, upside down bats that are balanced behind home plate and they throw the ball and they try to knock the bat over and bunt king is a bunting it's the bunting equivalent of the home run derby where there is a target set up along the third baseline sort of like the target on a dartboard with concentric rings and you are supposed to bunt onto the target or as close to the center of the target as you can any interest in bunt king yeah, I don't think anything could possibly reinforce my point better than that. When they have decided to do a skills contest and what they've what the best they could come up with or maybe arguably the second best they could come up with was people bunting to a little circular rug down the line uh with you know like virtually I assume no particular pressure on. Like it's not as though their best pitcher in the league is even pitching to them, right? They get to choose their bunting pitchers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's so. the that's just about the worst thing that's, that's <laughs> ever. And and I mean, we should note that Korea does not have bad taste. They have they are all flair and color and awesomeness. Mm-hmm. So they're not trying to suck. And yet, this is clearly a situation where they've gone astray because uh, that's what skills competitions do to people. I found a tweet from at my KBO, which is the the Twitter account for mykbo.net, which covers KBO and Korean baseball. It's from last July 19th when last year's Bunt King competition was in progress. It said, KBO Bunt King colon, so far don't think anyone's gotten a bunt to count for any points. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of fans at the stadium right now. (laughs) So that's Bunt King. Yeah. Nice try. Okay, so that is it for today. We need some listener emails for tomorrow, for tomorrow's listener email show. So please send them to us at podcast at baseballperspectus.com. And please support our sponsor, Baseball Reference, by going to baseballreference.com, subscribing to the Play Index for a year for the discounted price of $30 if you use the coupon code BP. And we'll be back with another show tomorrow.